Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Azure Marketing Podcast. Our guest tonight is Kristen Guthrie of Visit Fort Wayne. Kristen, thanks for being with us. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Well, it has been an interesting year, or I should say the last year because we're into 2021, and you're in a business that's very dependent upon people being able to go places, so we're going to get into that in yeah. just a minute. Sounds good. But one of the things I wanted to address right up front, we had a guest on back late last year, John Feltz, who I know you know really well. Well, and I'm going to put you on the spot because John referred to you as a genius. So the bar is set very high for today's well, conversation. That tells you more about John and his graciousness <laughs> than it does about me. I yeah. Think, well, John, John's a great guy, and, and I'm sure you had a great experience working with oh, him yeah. over the years. And one of the things that I appreciate about Visit Fort Wayne is all the good people who are there. I've known many of them over the years, some who are still there, some who have since moved on to other things. Yeah. But it's a great organization. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of him for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Kristen, on this show, we get into a few different things. One is your career path. Then we're going to have a chance to talk about Visit Fort Wayne and then dive into some of the projects that you're working on specifically, things that are challenging, that keep you up at night, that excite you, and maybe a combination of all those things. But I want to start with your career path. And your career path has mostly been working at Visit Fort Wayne. Yeah, which I would never have dreamed or planned, uh, yeah. but it's been great. It started right here at Asher, though. All right. Well, well tell me a little bit about that, because I think I forgot about that. Yeah. And you went to college in Illinois, is right, that correct? So right. tell me how you got to that college, where you grew up, how you got to that college, and where you went from there. Okay. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Aha, so okay. the big city. Yeah. Then when I was in high school, um, my family moved to a resort town in northern Michigan, Petoskey, right. Michigan. Oh, yeah. So it was really totally different, very small town, beautiful place. So but what brought your family to Petoskey? My dad was a private school administrator okay. and just found a job up All there. Right. And um, it was crazy. Just so different you know yeah. it was like kids came to school on snowmobiles and yeah. you know it was a totally different experience than pittsburgh yeah. um it was great i think having both sure i think part of that is why i love like the size of fort wayne is kind of a sweet spot yeah. in the middle for me but yeah. um yeah just kind of crazy and then i ended up going to greenville university it's a small school outside st louis it is in illinois okay and i met a wonderful guy from fort wayne indiana aha so, all right so yes. that's usually part of the story that's right that's right yeah. he was older and came back here and he's a teacher and um so then when i graduated i was kind of i'm gonna do my own thing you know but then i ended up um falling in love with him and uh, with fort wayne I all think, right so. well there yeah. you go there but you go. when i came here i didn't know anyone but him yeah and i just was walking these downtown streets with like my resume is fresh out of college okay. and happened to wander into Asher on a day when the receptionist had was leaving and they did not have a replacement for Monday morning. Really? Yes. Huh. And um, so the boss here at the time was kind of like... Was that have, Tim? That was Tim. All right. Yep. You don't have any experience. You don't know, you know, but you could start here as our receptionist. Yeah. He made it sound amazing, you know, huh. and it really was, I think I was here about nine months, a little okay. less than a year. All right. It was a great experience to learn about, yeah. you know, advertising, to learn about Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, great people. It was a really positive experience. And then Tom Borney here yes. at, was on the board at Visit Fort Wayne. Uh -huh. So I had a couple jobs in between, but then he ended up calling me a couple years later and said, okay. I think we've got the job for you. Oh, so wow. that was kind of cool. Wow. So when were you at Asher? Because I don't know that I okay. knew that. I, I may have not forgotten it, but like when was that? 96, 97. Okay. All yes. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I started just as a receptionist and I ended up getting to help someone who did PR here as okay. kind of her assistant. And that was great great experience. I, Tim was right. I needed um, some experience. I just had the, the degree and not the, you know, times in, in the industry. So that was cool. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've always appreciated about 
Tim and Tom is that they really don't micromanage. They'll yeah. give you, the, they'll put you in the job and let you do it and stay out of the way for the most part, which sometimes can be a little scary, but yeah. for the most part, it's good. So. I know. I wondered if my timing was good or bad coming the day she quit or whatever. I mean, it was it was luck. It was fate. It was whatever. Uh, but it ended up being great. So what did you study in college? I was a communication uh-huh. major okay. and public relations. Got it. Got it. Um, but I had an English um, and, bit, and marketing minors. Okay. So I didn't know what I exactly wanted to do, but I knew I loved those things. Yeah. So what were the jobs between... Asher and visit Fort Wayne. Were you, I worked did, for Shindigs. Okay. Um, wasn't called that at the time. Stumps. I yeah. drove to South Whitley. All right. Yeah. And I wrote and edited a prom supply, you know, party supply. And now ironically, catalog. their office is right across the street from yours. I know. People <laughs> tease me. If you had hung in there 20 years, you could have had yeah. the office downtown. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they were, that was a great experience too, because yeah. it was really different and an, mm-hmm. and an interesting industry. And, yeah. uh, but the drive to South Whitley at the time, sure. we, you know, it was an hour and a half in the car every yeah. day. So I was yeah. glad to get the opportunity to come back to Fort Wayne. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about, um, where you started at Visit Fort Wayne and now you're vice president of marketing communications, but I'm assuming that's not where you started there. Yeah. So what's your path been at Visit Fort Wayne? Yeah. Well, Visit Fort Wayne is the organization that works to bring visitors here. So yeah. we work to bring um, conventions, you know, the Indiana Dental Society, why don't you host your event here at the Grand Wayne Center, mm-hmm. um, youth sports tournaments, come and use the Spice, you know, Spice or the um, Field House, the yeah. Ice House. Um, and then just visitors come and enjoy Fort Wayne. So my yeah. first job was actually working with businesses to help them market to visitors. Yep. So kind of like a membership coordinator, but I would help restaurants and hotels and so forth um, advertise in our guide, okay. advertise our website was brand new, um, connecting them. And then I started uh, doing more of the tourism development. What are we going to promote? And then took over. Just really, really gradually, just, you know, as different opportunities arose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I actually left for a period of time and did freelance marketing kind okay. of on my own. Yeah. But always kept doing things for Visit Fort Wayne. Okay. And then when I came back full time, it was to run the marketing communications. All right. So, you know, that, that role, you, you're basically marketing... Fort Wayne as a, as a destination to groups, to individuals, you know, and it's funny because you talked about being in Pittsburgh, then Michigan, then Fort Wayne. I, you know, I grew up in a place that is conventionally believed to be a great place to visit, but a challenging place to live because of cost of living and commute times and yep. all that. Moved to a place that's conventionally believed to be a great place to live, but not a great place to visit. But I'll say this, now that I've lived in Fort Wayne for 24 years and hosted people visiting, it shows up really well. And it's, it's I'll admit it's different than it was when I first moved here. So what's Absolutely. that been like watching that evolution Absolutely. over a couple decades? You know, one of the hardest things when we hire someone is that we're marketing a product we don't own. Yeah. And that is really hard for people yeah. to wrap their minds around. So, you know, I'm, t- I'm selling the zoo, yeah. but I can't control the experience people have sure. at the zoo. I'm sure. selling the Grand Wayne Center, but I don't run the Grand yeah. Wayne Center. So I would not do this job if we did not have such excellent uh, facilities yeah. and attractions here because it, I know people are going to have an amazing time at a Tin Caps game. I'm not, you know, I don't have to worry that I don't control sure. the product. And yeah. so um, just to say that, I, I think... It, it is a challenge, but it's been great because Fort Wayne is does show up so well, like you said. Yeah, uh, yeah. We bring writers here all the time. I've never had one be disappointed, underwhelmed, yeah. never. Yeah. You know, they like it. They're yeah. impressed. And yeah. I think more and more this size city is very appealing to people. Yeah. I think the big city is difficult for people and expensive for people, and uh, but they like having the opportunities here. So yeah. Yeah. it's been, yeah, it's 
It's not as tough as a sell as people might think, but it certainly sells well. Once once people see it, once a convention planner sees it, they book it. Yeah, yeah, easy to get around, affordable, and lots to do as long as as long as you're willing to work a little bit. I think that's true of anywhere to understand sure. what's available. There's plenty to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so tell let's talk a little bit about the organization Visit Fort Wayne. It's a convention and visitors bureau, yes. but that's not in the name anymore. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit? Talk broadly about what Visit Fort Wayne does. And then there's a couple other things I'm interested in, but let's start there. Okay. How do you describe Visit Fort Wayne broadly to folks when they ask you? Yeah, it's, it is hard to understand. Um, every county, I mean, to go way, every county in Indiana can collect hotel room tax. When someone spends the night, you can levy a tax on them, and that money can go to help promote that county. Okay. So that is how we're funded. Um, some of the hotel tax here goes to the Grand Wayne Center and us. And um, so... So is it a public entity or a private entity? It's like quasi-governmental. Right, okay. It's more nonprofit. Yeah. Um, it's nice because it's a secure funding stream. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not maybe so much in a pandemic. We can talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But it's so then we are to promote that. So we can we decide as a community what are the reasons we want uh, to attract visitors here. So we're going to build a convention center. We're going to yeah. have the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, but then things like the tin caps. I mean, over 60% of tin cap guests are from outside of Allen County. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it, it, I mean, the same with the zoo. Same yeah. with um, Fort Wayne Outfitters this summer. I think it was 40% of their rentals were to people outside of the really? county. Really? I would have had no idea. Right. Huh. So the things we enjoy as residents, the things we love are supported by those visitor dollars and, and vice versa. Yeah. So that it's a great re, you know method of economic development that communities employ. Um, not, you know, in a typical year, Fort Wayne hosts about six and a half million visitors. Wow. So that's more wow. than people think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they spend $740 million here. Wow. So, okay, okay that's big dollars that yeah. are really um, supporting our restaurants, supporting our hotels. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the, you know, the things we enjoy as residents. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about the team of folks who work at Visit Fort Wayne. Again, I, I have the pleasure of knowing a few yes. of them, but I think it's a bigger organization than most people understand. And tell me what the makeup of the team is and why it's such a sizable organization. That's great. We have uh, 12 to 14 people and mm-hmm. we have two, three distinct departments. One is a sales team. And they use traditional sales efforts to bring those large groups here. Yep. So we can talk about like the NCAA. Yeah. But if you want to host an NCAA event, you have to put in a bid. You have yep. to, you know, it's a really formal, yep. involved process. So we have people that put together those bids and try to bring that business to our community. Yep. And that's a real traditional sales process. Sure. So we have a sales team that does that. Yep. I run the marketing team that does more of the leisure marketing. So okay. um, we like place traditional advertising in yep. communities like Toledo, South Bend, Indianapolis, Grand Rapids. Yep. Um, and we determine why will people travel? What will they do here? Yep. And how do we market that? Yeah. Um, which, you know, sometimes when, you know, you have the, the opportunity we had in 2020, we threw out a whole thing and started over again with, okay, now we need to think about safe experiences, mm-hmm. outdoor experiences. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how you can do that. And we can also find niche things to promote, like the Genealogy Center in yeah. Fort Wayne. Yeah. People come from all over the country, all over the world sure. to do their Is research Is it still there. true that it's the second largest genealogy center in the yes, world? Yes, in the world, yes. Yeah. Um, Salt Lake is the largest, but it's not all public. So uh-huh. we're, we're the largest public or the okay. second largest, but and we work beautifully with the people in Salt Lake. It's, it's pretty cool. So genealogists come here every day, yeah. you know. So it can be all sorts of things that people travel for. So we do... 
basically the social media, the yep. marketing, the advertising of our community as a destination for whatever reason people might visit for. Sure. And you mentioned writers and that's travel writers yes. who are, you know, really sharing the experience of visiting a given city to the readers of a publication or yeah. a blog and hoping that that sparks someone's interest and they come here and spend some money. Yeah. You know, people love when we're on the top 20 cities to visit yeah. list. That doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we, <laughs> yeah. um, Jessa, who works with me, it talks every single day to publications and writers and yeah. websites and bloggers yeah. um, to get them to cover Fort Wayne, to get them to include Fort Wayne in their lists. Yep. And um, we've been really successful with that. Yeah. Um, we host writers here all the time. Sometimes in groups they come to do like a group yeah. tour. Um, sometimes they come individually. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that is a really concentrated, time-consuming effort, um, but it's super valuable. Yeah. Um, something like the Bradley, the new hotel yeah. opening, that is a great opportunity for, you know, there's a lot of travel and luxury and um, different publications and websites who are going to want to cover that. So yeah. we're trying to make sure they cover that, but not only the hotel, but the community. Sure. And why people should travel uh, to enjoy the hotel, but all the other things they can do. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple departments. I want to make sure I don't miss one. We talked oh, yeah. about group um, and, you know, sort of the traditional sales. We talked about the marketing side uh, for the leisure travel. Yep. What's the third piece of the puzzle? Um, we also run the Visitor Center. Yep. And um, so that is a, you know, great gift shop now yep. with Fort Wayne items. And, and people love that. And our yep. residents enjoy that. Uh, that operates our calendar of events. Um, that well is the front door to welcome people to our community. And it's a lot of people moving to Fort Wayne. And, yep. and we're glad to do that for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the kind of the admin sure. people as well. Sure. So so I know it's hard for you to choose favorites, <laughs> but what are some of the destinations that are most popular for leisure travelers, for groups? What What's the stuff that really showcases Fort Wayne the best or that it at least gets the most traffic? Some are probably obvious. I would guess the zoo is one of them, mm. but you're you're the expert, I'm not. What are some yeah. of the things that drive The zoo are, is definitely. Yeah. Um, and they have such incredible word of mouth that people know and mm -hmm. love and respect this zoo. And it is a reason people travel here for sure. Yeah. Um, so we promote the zoo very heavily, but also we love to say, um, don't just come and do the zoo, spend the night and here's other mm -hmm. things you can do. Yep. Use it as an anchor yeah. um, for sure. But this summer we, I mean, had to talk about pivot, you know, really relook at things. And we really were so thankful with the timing of Promenade Park to yeah. be able to use some of those beautiful images to say yeah. Fort Wayne has outdoor opportunities and yeah. get on the rivers and um, all of those kind of things. And people really responded to that too. That was yeah. what they were looking for. They wanted a drivable destination. You know, it was it, we had some opportunities there. Yeah. Um, our job, our uh, we work hand in hand with those hotels. Yep. And so whatever we can do, we want people to spend the night. Yeah, sure. Uh, because of course they spend more money and yeah. need gas and food and all that yep. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we look to always extend those trips. So you're generally looking at places that are a, a, a drive to Fort Wayne, yes. not, a, not a flight. Not yes. You know, we've got a great airport, but you're generally, your sweet spot is people who are in one of those cities that's a few hours away, far enough away for people to get away from home, spend the night, spend some money here, but not so far that... Yeah, yes. they're spending a couple of weeks. Right. For groups, certainly uh, many groups fly yeah. into Fort Wayne and, yeah. and they, of course, have a great experience. But yes, sure. for the leisure travel, that 
sweet spot. We don't start advertising to at least 50 miles outside of okay. Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, we love people in Huntington, but they know Fort Wayne. They're going to come and they'll and head back go home. home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that we usually start spending our money at at least 50 miles okay. to about 200. Yeah. Um, looking for people who can just, and especially this year was like, that was what people were looking for. What yeah. can we just drive and, sure. you know, stay safely and so forth. Sure. So let, let's talk about the pandemic because, yeah. you know, that's obviously changed things dramatically. Um, you know, and, and our work in some respects bumps up against each other because I'm the, on the trails board and trails yes. has seen just, you know, a, a boom in activity because it's an outdoor asset and yes. because people are discovering it and understanding how they can spend their discretionary time well on the trails without, you know, getting into any danger. When did you, when did Visit Fort Wayne realize that everything was changing and and how did you adapt? How quickly did you adapt? What did you do differently? And, and what does that look like moving forward? I feel a little chilled when you say that because it was a, a grim week <laughs> yeah. in that uh, the week following we were going to host the NCAA Women's yeah, yeah. D1. Yeah. And to get a Division One basketball event yeah. in Fort Wayne was a goal of the Coliseums yeah. and ours forever. Yeah. So we were very proud, very mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. And we hosted a women in sports breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the date of the morning, but in early mm-hmm. March. And it was beautiful. It was like to kick it off. It, yeah. was, it was an awesome event. Yeah. And we started getting <laughs> notifications there um, that NCAA was going to cancel their events. Mm-hmm. And that was like you know, inconceivable Yeah. because um, we were going to host the D1 Women's and then D3 Men's Championship yeah. a week after that. So it was yeah. literally a week after two years of work, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that was very difficult for yeah. the team, you know, and really it was like two years of work was thrown away, yeah. you know, and there was a lot bigger things going on. I think people kept perspective, yeah. um, but that was devastating, you know, yeah. just, uh, you know, overwhelming. And then we had also kind of placed all our summer plans on, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, it was a, a neat opportunity uh, because I think what we love um, is kind of agility. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's been something I've enjoyed in my career, but this yeah. was uh, too much opportunity. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was hard. But uh, so that was really, you know, that day I just remember just we could not believe mm-hmm. it because they first said no fans. Mm-hmm. which was devastating. And then it just, be, no, we're not yeah. holding this event at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was difficult. Yeah. You know, looking forward to this year, we will be hosting the D3 men again in March. Yeah. They have really confirmed that. I don't okay. know if fans will be there sure. or not. Sure, sure. Um, and we're hosting that through 2026. Okay. So they awarded us additional years. Yeah. So that's great. And there's yeah. an opportunity to continue to work with the NCAA. But um, that was... That was crazy. Yeah. So as far as as what and, and if if you're if this is is out of your jurisdiction, just oh. tell me. But what do you see or what are you hearing that's going to change? That's here for the long haul when it comes to leisure travel, when it comes to group events. Is there anything that's predictable in terms of what's going to stick from 2020 into the future that maybe you know wasn't hmm. true in in 2019 or in years before? I don't know. Experts in our field don't know. I will say a few things. Um, In 2020, we were able to host uh, quite a bit of youth sports outdoors, Mm -hmm. things we've never hosted before. Lacrosse, we Mm -hmm. weren't lacrosse experts prior to this summer. We were able to host some outdoor and safely. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite a few youth sports. uh, An inline skating tournament came here. Our health department has been great about working to make things work safely for some of these events. Yeah. Um, I think that will continue to be a, a way that Fort Wayne prospers with yeah. youth sports. Yeah. I think meetings are going to change dramatically, yeah. mm-hmm. but I have seen the Grand Wayne 
uh, pivot you know, beautifully. For yeah. example, next week they have a convention. It was supposed to be a huge convention. They're going to do half in person, half virtual, yeah. hybrid. Mm -hmm. And I think they're embracing, okay, if hybrid meetings are what's next, we can be the best at that, just like we were at in-person meetings. Yeah, for sure. But what does that mean and how does that, you know, I don't know yeah. um, for yeah. how long, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just that flexibility and being willing to see what the meeting planner wants, see what the right fit is for the customer and and try to make it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we've had some guests on recently. Mike Kelly, who's the founder of a business called Caliente, he's, you know, was very dependent upon trade shows. And now he mm -hmm. says, you know, without the social aspect, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But what that reveals is a desire to get back to the social aspect. So the virtual right. world doesn't always do the job. Um, you know, it is it is still different. And there's something to be said for having warm bodies in the same room together, even if six feet apart. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think people miss that. We, you know, we work from home, you miss your coworkers, yeah. you want to be back. We've seen that on all levels. I do think that will come back. That is uh, a key component of what people love about their industry or their meetings. Sure. Fort Wayne also hosts, in, additional to, in addition to meetings, lots of cool like consumer um, hobby shows. We've hosted yeah. the fishing lure collectors, huh. the beer can collect, these crazy yeah. guys that are so into their hobby. They yeah. love Fort Wayne affordability, and yeah. but they love the Grand Wayne Center, the Coliseum. Um, they do it for the social aspect. Yeah. So yeah, they may sit a few years out, but they're going to come back because they love to just look at each other's fishing lures and talk about, you know, yeah. fishing, I guess. Sure. And, um, so we have a real sweet spot with hobby groups. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, they, they're going to want to connect. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So, so let's talk about something obviously very much related and maybe a difficult question because so much has changed is one of the things I like to hear about from people is what are you working on right now that's, you know, your, your big projects? And it's, it's an interesting time to talk about that because we're just starting a new year and everybody is kind of looking ahead. What, what are some of the, the big rocks that you're trying to move, big projects that are on your plate? Maybe they're on your mind. Maybe they're keeping you up at night. Maybe they're exciting or maybe it's a combination of those things. Yeah, we have had the opportunity to um, create events or programs, market, you know, that the, we think the community needs. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, a community calendar. There mm -hmm. was a, a lot of cry for that, and we said, we'll take care of and yeah. solve that, and came up with CurrentFortWayne.com. So is and that a partnership, or is that proprietary just, to visit Fort Wayne? Proprietary to visit uh -huh. Fort Wayne. Okay. But that system actually feeds nine community calendars, right. um, the Downtown Improvement District, Arts United, us, um, Oh gosh, the community foundation. There yeah. are many. So how does that? How does it work? What are, what's the 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 bone structure of that? If you it will? uses our software, we yeah. have an amazing calendar software that then can um, take every single community event, and then those sub calendars can choose the categories they want. Okay. So anything held downtown, that'll go to the did calendar. Okay. Anything that's arts related, that will feed to the Arts United calendar. Uh huh. Okay. So things like that. I. What I love about my job is we've had the freedom, the flexibility to just say, let's solve that problem. Let's, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Um, we have a full-time person who, I mean, a calendar is the biggest nightmare you'll have as yeah. a community. Yeah. Um, but we've spoken all over the country because we've like one community that has figured that out. Yeah. Um, so to answer question, things like Savor Fort Wayne mm -hmm. in January, yeah. we, how do we get people out and in, especially right now, enjoying and supporting restaurants? Um, how do we do something special? Well, let's do a restaurant week. Yeah. You know, we have had the ability to just kind of start some of those programs. So I'm yep. kind of excited. Um, 
what what will that be in 2021? What are the needs that we can yeah. that we can solve? So, so that event specifically, what are the dates this year? January 13th through the 24th. All right, so so that's coming up. Yes. Um, hopefully this episode gets out ahead of that. Um, it might be around the middle of it. But what is that event going to look like this year? As we have over 50 restaurants that okay. signed up to participate. We did yeah. one right in the summer, in the middle of everything, yep. to just support, just get yeah. them the support they need. Quick. Yeah. Um, support, but that's uh, twelve new restaurants are participating. Probably yeah. more by now. Um, they're all doing special menus. They're really doing this kind of like a gift to the community, but needing the community to support them. Yeah, um, lots are doing carryouts. Some have you know even in the winter, cool outdoor dining options. So yeah. whatever people feel comfortable with, but. But um, a nice celebration of our amazing restaurants here. So if somebody's never participated in Savor Fort Wayne before, what would you say to them? Why would someone maybe want to give that a shot? Well, it's really fun because everybody has to do a three-course menu with kind of something special. A lot of people, we were talking to the group that owns Baker Street Proximo and Hoppy Known Uh today, and they said, our menus won't be anything you've ever seen on our regular menu. Okay. So you can come in and order off the menu, of course, but if you do the savor menu, it's something you've never seen before. So that's pretty cool. A lot of people do that. Um, Also, it it is a value. It's like a nice, you can eat at Ruth's Chris for less than normal. That's a nice opportunity for people. Yeah. And I think people like, you know, having the appetizer, the dessert, it's it's a nice evening out. Yeah. 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 All right. So you got the calendar, you have Savor Fort Wayne. What are some of the other things that are on your plate right now? It's hard. I'm a planner. And I last year learned that that's not always, you know, so we're really talking about what does a trip to... to Fort Wayne in 2021 look like? And mm-hmm. it's very difficult not knowing yeah. what's open, how much, what sure. to what capacity. Sure. But I think we've really learned um, Fort Wayne is a product people are interested in. Yep. And we have tapped into some of the things people will, vi- reasons people will visit, and we've got it clicking. So how do we amplify that message? How do we find new people to share that with and people to invite back to Fort Wayne? Yeah. Um, we have opportunities, like I mentioned, the Bradley opening, yep. the landing being such a beautiful yeah. and certainly promenade park there. Okay, that's a new neighborhood in Fort Wayne. How do we market that? How is that an asset to someone who's here for a meeting to yep. enjoy their leisure time? Yeah. How is that a reason someone might visit You know, from Toledo? Yeah. Um, so I think just kind of really trying to reimagine you know the the um products we have and how those can um be used to bring more visitors here yeah so so here's a difficult question for you and i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit but um you have a lot of latitude in how you answer this (laughs) you spend your time thinking about how to attract visitors to fort wayne but when you're spending your time in (laughs) fort wayne you know as your as your son was growing up what are some of the things you especially love to do what are some of the things when people ask you hey you're on the inside what should we really do what's a can't miss thing in fort wayne oh that's good yeah well, I missed greatly Fort Wayne's great events this year. Yeah, I really yeah. missed the festivals. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I miss that a lot. And any particular favorites among them? That's a good question. <laughs> I never missed the chalk walk. I yeah. love that. Um, I love all the different like Greek fest food. I mean, that's, yeah. that's yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. Fun. Um, I decided when my son was pretty young that I really wanted to uh, raise him to love cities and feel comfortable mm-hmm. downtown. Yeah. And so there's just, we do a lot of just like walk around, pick up yep. some lunch, go, you know, take a selfie at a mural, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, let me think what else. 
Oh boy, I do. People really definitely expect that I've been to every restaurant or the newest, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I, I do my best to to do that too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, it's 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 research, if nothing there else. You it's go. an occupational hazard. <laughs> exactly. that you have to go to all the restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's great. Well, um, anything else? Any other projects? Anything else that is you know on your mind as you look ahead to twenty twenty one? Other than the obvious. Yeah, it's funny. I, I feel like I've done less thinking ahead than normal because I just think we we're using a shorter time yeah. to, to plan some of that. Yeah. Um, but that was a great part of 2020 was realizing how quickly we could <laughs> change our ads, change our ad mix, our plan, and um, just, you know, do what we could to help the community during that time. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to move to the speed round of the show okay. where we, we talk about the same three questions, but in sort of a, a more condensed fashion. You know, you've you've been with one employer for the majority of your yeah. career, but you know, still have had some different jobs, some different experiences, and certainly worked with a variety of different organizations. If you were going to give someone, you know, some advice about a career, career success, a career path, maybe it's your fifteen year old son, maybe it's someone looking to get in the business you're in, maybe it's someone from a, another world entirely. What's your best piece of career advice for folks, whether they're looking to get in a marketing communication role or whether it's more broad than that? Okay. Well, interviewing wise, I think I've really learned as we've looked to hire people that how you behave when you don't get the job is really important. Yeah. We've had quite a few, you know, we have so many great applicants for any position. You can't hire everyone. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people come back around sure. in Fort Wayne. Sure. And we've had people that have done a poor job with not getting the job. And then I, you know, maybe I have another opportunity and I think, well, yeah. okay, they, you know, they showed me their true colors then. Yeah. Yeah. But then there are people who do a super gracious job and a lovely job not getting a job. And yeah. then I'm eager to hire them, work with them, whatever in the future. Yeah. So I think kind of, how, I mean, that's how you handle, um, Fort Wayne's a small town, yeah. you know, and certainly in this industry. And I, I think that's a great, um, how you handle maybe not getting a job or not, yeah. you know, is, is really key. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. I, ne I never thought of that and maybe I should have, but it's, I, when people ask about Fort Wayne, I'll always say my, my favorite and least favorite thing at the same time is that there's two degrees of separation right. between people. So, right. you know, it's, it's the long view and relationships. I think they matter everywhere, but they matter here. I think maybe even more than other places. Yeah. And, you can quickly, you know, with with a couple conversations, position yourself well or not so well. I didn't think about, you know, that side of it and the potential employee, how they kind of position themselves relationship-wise when they don't get the job. But yeah. I can see where that would be. You know, we've had yeah. candidates. They're both going to be great. We have to pick sure. one. And then, some, you know, I have had it where the person I hired can't that ends up leaving. And I jump on the person yeah. who, you know... I didn't offer it to you yeah, first because I sure. think, oh, I missed a chance. She was so great. and yeah. But then I've had times when it's like, oh, good. I'm glad I dodged a bullet there. You yeah, know? for so sure. That's kind of cool, I think. Well, and I think it's good advice in general because I know that one of the things I like about getting older is I've calmed down a lot and I'm not as much of a hothead because <laughs> there were times when, you know, from a similar perspective, Asher and another entity would be considered for work. We wouldn't yes. get it. And my immediate response would be to sort of lash out and be mad. And now I'm like, life is long. You know, you had to make a decision. Good luck. If we can help you in the future let us know. Right. And that was and a lesson often, learned the hard way some, right. somewhat. And how yeah. often they had two, three, four great candidates. I mean, sure. they just had to pick, yeah. you know, and I think that's really true more often than we, it's not about you and, you know, yeah. they just had to pick. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be something I think. Yeah. I think I've also really appreciated and I appreciate that my team right now, we're kind of um, yes people. Mm -hmm. Like you need help with that? We can do that. Yeah. We can figure that out. Yeah. Um, I hate the phrase like that's above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I understand it, but 
I hate people feeling like I'm not, I, that's something I don't do, yeah. you know? And so whether it's, we're in a small office, um, someone needs tech help. We don't have an IT person. I yeah. want someone on my team to say, I can show you Adobe, you know, like, sure, I'll try to help you. Yeah. But also, um, you, you know, we have to scrap a whole ad campaign. I'm up for it. We yeah. can figure it out. Yeah. I think being a yes person has gone a long way for my team's success that yeah. we kind of are all in the mindset of like, we can do that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I think that's very much top down too. And I, I've seen that in my, you know, my admittedly limited experience, but I, you know, with whether it's you or John Feltz or Dan O'Connell or Emily, all the folks there just really service oriented, super good people who are looking always to make it better. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, they're going to do everything within their power to get it done, which is, which is a great culture to have, if you will. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that's what we teach in our visitor center. No matter what question that people are asking, we can Google that. We can find out. Yeah. We are here to help. You yep. know, and I think that's um, that serves me well. That attitude, I think that serves our team well to just um, be yes people, yeah. you know, and yeah. just like, let's do it. Let's go for it. Yeah. All right. So second quick hit question. If somebody stopped you on the street who wasn't aware of Visit Fort Wayne and you had to, in a nutshell, say, here's who we are and what we do, what would you say? I do try to say, you know, I use the groups. People get that first. Mm -hmm. I think they don't see the leisure visitors yeah. as much, but you get the idea of like, if, if your kid travels for sports, you go down to Indy and they say, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We want that sports event held here. We're working to bring those groups here. We yeah. want to host them here. Yeah. Um, that help people, you know, cause everybody's in a club, a hobby, a business meeting. Everybody has some connection to a group in that way. Yeah. Um, so that kind of clicks. Okay. And people are surprised how many leisure visitors there are in Fort Wayne. That's okay. Um, they're, you know, an, an integral part to the to the success of so many of our attractions. Sure. So I'm going to put you on the spot again with another question okay. that I didn't send you beforehand. <laughs> okay. So feel free. We can always edit this out oh, if no, we need I'm to. ready. But, um, okay, so you, great response to here's how you describe Visit Fort Wayne. But if, what if somebody says, okay, but why Fort Wayne and not Columbus, Ohio or Columbus, Indiana or Indianapolis or Grand Rapids. Why you? What's What do you mm. think from the standpoint of Visit Fort Wayne is the differentiator for this community? Mm. That's a good question. I would say you should visit those places, yeah. first of all. You know, sure. like as Fort Wayne residents, I, yeah. I love travel. Yeah. A lot of people will say to me, oh, I'm going to Cleveland this weekend. I'm sorry. I think, <laughs> oh, no, you know, yeah. I love travel. You yeah, should sure. love travel. That's great. Sure. Um, it does depend. But I think people have loved the, um, what's the word I want to use? I should, the the accessibility of Fort Wayne. Yeah. Uh, we did an advertising campaign discovery thing years ago. And the thing people kept saying that we could not use as a slogan was like, Fort Wayne is easy. Yeah. We can't, we don't want to say that, but that people love that. Yeah. It is accessible. It's easy. It's yeah. affordable. It's, um, yeah. you know, and I think that people, that's hard to sell. So we don't, we sell more the experience of, you know, the kid's face at the zoo, but we're always talking about. Uh, people, you will love it. You will feel comfortable. You will feel safe. You will feel yeah. it's clean, et cetera. Um, it's yeah. easy to enjoy Fort Wayne. Yeah, really interesting to use that word because I, I tried to sum up being a communication person. I tried to say, okay, why do I like Fort Wayne? Mm -hmm. And the word that I came back to was access. Yep. I said, what for, you know, my commute when I lived in Boston was an hour and a half each way. Yeah. Now, you know, and it's shrinking every time I move, <laughs> but at worst it was about 20 minutes each way. So access to more time, access to people because there are two degrees of separation, access to more disposable income because of quality of life. And I think from a travel and leisure standpoint, 
you can do a lot in a day and not be fully exhausted at the end of the day. Yes, I think that's it too. You know, if you think pe- one thing people love about the zoo and surveys the zoo does is it's not that large of a footprint. My yeah. kids aren't exhausted. Correct. But I've seen and done and I've ridden four rides and I've... So they made a world-class attraction in an accessible manner. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Tin Caps, they have a world-class ballpark. Tickets are five bucks. Yeah. You know, everything is done that way in Fort yep. Wayne. And um, so, you know, the things we like, the reason why people live here is the same reasons why people visit. Yep. And, you know, people find it accessible, easy, and enjoyable. And that's how our visitors find it too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so last quick hit question, especially in your industry, there's a lot of people who are going through challenging times, whether yeah. that's their organizations or having a harder time attract visitors, whether it's a restaurant, obviously we know some of the challenges restaurants are experiencing, destinations are experiencing challenges, individuals have you know, had to find new career paths or you know, had impediments to the way they've always done things. What's your best piece of advice in terms of optimism, looking ahead, what might you say to a colleague or a friend who was struggling professionally as so many people are these days? How would you maybe make that person's day a little bit better? What would you Hmm. say? I think we have learned this year that there are opportunities that are just different ones. You know, the NCAA NCAA loss was excruciating, but it opened up other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think it's just looking for what does this make available to us. Um, For example, you know, the trails, Promenade Park, I would not have even known what amazing draws and how much people love them if we hadn't had to run with them because that's all we had. We didn't have the tin caps this summer. We didn't have, you know, so many of our buildings were closed. Um, So we had to try something new, but we found how successful that was. Um, And so that was a cool opportunity. So I think it's it's hard not to mourn what you've lost or what's, you know, not there, but trying to find what opportunities that opens, yeah. you know, for you. Sure. So so one last thing that I want to make sure I, I get in here is if people are, are looking to connect with Visit Fort Wayne, you've got the Visitor Center downtown, but what's the best way virtually for people to find information? It's probably the website. What's yes. the website address? VisitFortWayne.com. Couldn't be easier than I that. I mean, you know, we're trying to, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep it easy. It is a great resource. We really welcome people to use it for um, finding out what's going on and how to connect with this community and how to... You know, you you're you've only lived here a couple of years. You're new to the community. You just haven't fully. You know, what can I do? How do I get out? What do I embrace this community? It's a great resource for sure. Excellent, and that's where they can find the community calendar. Absolutely, as well. awesome. Yeah. Well, Kristen, thank you so much. It's great to hear about your career path. Great to hear about visit Fort Wayne, and certainly with all the challenges challenges you're facing, great to hear your perspective on being adaptable and making sense of the world as it is today. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, and good luck as you move ahead with everything, and hopefully we'll see some of our listeners out in Saver Fort Wayne. In ah, very good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you again next week with another guest, and we'll be back then. Thanks. Thanks.